Subscribe to this podcast to get exclusive access to the after show shooting liveries. Welcome to Cool Explorations. I'm your host, Tony Peters. Today we'll be speaking to CEO Evelyn Lemley of uh, Cairo's Prison Ministry International. She's going to tell us uh, a little bit about her own testimony as well as what Cairo's Prison Ministry International does uh, and uh, how KPMI is being used by, by the Lord and, and really making a difference in people's lives. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Cool Explorations. I'm your host, Tony Peters. Today we have Evelyn Lemley on, and she is going to talk about Cairo's Prison Ministry International and uh, explain a little bit about what, what they are about. Why don't you start off by telling us briefly about who you are and uh, what you currently do? Okay, well, I am Evelyn Lemley, and uh, thanks for having me on today. I am the CEO of Cairo's Prison Ministry International, and uh, I've been uh, doing this job for 10 years. So I uh, have uh, loved and been blessed by our Lord in serving and, and leading this ministry, um, uh, which we get into a little later, but we use predominantly volunteers around the world to do our work. So it's just a pleasure to work with like-minded people. Yeah, and uh, it's very important work that you do for sure. Uh, why don't you tell us a little about your testimony and how God brought you to the point that you're at right now? Well, I grew up in a church. Praise God and thank you for my wonderful parents who uh, taught me uh, about the Lord from an early age and uh, uh, did all the typical things of going to college. And And I actually worked in, in the corporate world for many years. And in uh, 2003, uh the Lord touched my heart and asked me to uh, go into nonprofit work. And so I um, left the corporate world and, and started working for ministry full time in various ways of uh, uh, working with church planting and bi- uh, teaching indigenous people to study the Bible, to Bible translation, and now at Kairos Prison Ministry. And like I said, for 10 years. So I've really just been a uh, blessed to be serving full-time and to use what God let me learn through school and through corporate worlds and, and bringing that into the ministry world of serving him full-time. Yeah, it's amazing how God uses our past experiences to to really bring us to the point where, where he can use us in the way that he wants us to be used. Yes, we're very blessed in that way. He always uses everything for his good. Romans 8, 28. Yes, <laughs> for yes, For those he who does. believe and called by him. So, yeah. Yeah, it's it's amazing. What uh, What is Kairos Prison Ministry International, um, and how do they kind of work, and, and how did they come about? Well, Kairos Prison Ministry International, we're actually 46 years old, so we started by a dream of a man, you know, probably 46, 47, 48 years ago, you know, because it takes a little while to get something started. And and it started with uh, one prison in Florida of uh, them having a dream to go in and reach uh, uh, the inmates that was there and just touch them by sharing uh, who the Lord was. And, and uh, it worked and it, it kept growing and transforming to where uh, facilities was asking us to come in because it actually was making such an impact. And so as it's grown over those 46 years, we now have a program that works inside the prisons. We call Kairos Inside. We have a youth program that we call Kairos Torch for the youth that are incarcerated. And we have a program that's called Kairos Outside for the women of the incarcerated because they go through 
hardships in the same way. So we try to have a holistic approach of where we're touching uh, the person that's inside and the person that's outside so that we can uh, have a greater family impact also. Um, and so the way we do this is, is we have those very distinct programs and we have volunteers that run those programs. So each facility or each community, we surround with a group of volunteers from the churches and um, uh, from the local communities as Christians. And uh, we train them to do the program and then they sort of run the program on a local basis. And they do everything from the fundraising to the recruitment of people and uh, uh, then implementing the programs. So we have a very grassroots lay-led ministry where we just use those passions of these awesome volunteers that we have to, to conduct the programs. And so um, uh, that's sort of how we operate. Um, our programs are, uh, they actually change behavior. Now we know as Christians that Jesus Christ is the change behavior. Um, and, uh, but we're working in, in a lot of times in a secular world that doesn't understand the value of, of love and forgiveness of Jesus Christ. And uh, so we're taking that loving forgiveness of Jesus Christ into these individuals and, and into state and federally run facilities in order for them to, to learn about Jesus. But we all know that when you learn about Jesus and you choose to change your behavior, you choose because God changes you from the inside out, right? And so as those changes happen, what we see is someone who's wanting to improve themselves. Uh, they want to get education. They want to be a better family person. They want to be involved in, in uh, their local chapel. They want to get connected. They start doing things to change themselves and to make themselves better both in our society, and it's all because of we teach them Jesus Christ. So we're actually also known as a behavior modification program um, in, into the programs, but we know the secret is Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he is the miracle worker. Uh, how do you approach prisoners uh, in a way that they're going to be accepting of the message? Because I know there's there's a lot of resistance there uh, and a lot of, like say, secular pushback that you okay. get well one one of the things is is once once some of the inmates have gone through what we find is they go tell their friends you need to go do this they go tell their colleagues you you need to do this so we work both with the chaplain at the facilities and the administration at the facilities but after we've been in the facility because we just keep coming back and we keep repeating the program so that we're growing a community there within the facility. Um, and so as, as we build that up, um, it, it really becomes reputation of uh, inside because uh, we have some facilities where we have a waiting list of people who have signed up. We have many facilities with a waiting oh, wow. list. And so word of mouth, reputation of this really works. People see a behavior change in somebody that was maybe the most negative person on the yard and all of a sudden they're being positive. And so they, they're like, what's going on with that dude? I need whatever he got. And, and so it's just all of those different components of, of bringing things in. So I would, but I would probably say word of mouth within the facility is one of our biggest tools to get people into the program. The same with our uh, 
program for the women of the incarcerated, a lot of that is uh, we tell the people who are incarcerated and they sign up their loved one. Um, and then, of course, we promote it through various channels and through the churches and things of that nature in order for um, those women to know that there is a group that cares about them and there's a program they can go through and be involved in. So that's a little different because it's not in the facilities, uh, but it's still a lot of word of mouth and getting the word out. Yeah, and I know... Um... It's actually interesting uh, that I'm speaking to you guys and that we'd already started booking and talking because then another person that I talked to, uh, Nicole Thompson, uh, her husband uh, went through the KPMI program and he was incarcerated. And when he got out, she could see a change in him. And through that change, she came came back to knowing the Lord. And so he's actually going to be working with you guys now as well, which is kind of cool. So it was interesting when I spoke to her about about this because then she's like oh my husband's actually working with them like that is a really cool connection that <laughs> only, only god could bring about those kind of things what kind That's of success, true. what kind of success rate have you guys seen through kpmi and i know he's one of those success stories right well if you want i'll start with the data and then i'll go to the heart because the heart's really what matters but from a data standpoint you know if if uh uh, whatever the recidivism is of that facility or that state, we, we have data that can prove that by going through our program, it would cut in by 50, up to 50%. So if the recidivism for that facility is 50%, then uh, if they go through our program, it can reduce to 25. So it's a very impactful program. You know, we'd love to say zero, but uh, we, we know that not everyone, that's not a true statement. So we won't uh, go there. Yeah. But what we really see is, uh, well, exactly what you just said of uh, the heart change. We see we see the individual change and want to become a better person, uh, want to become a, 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 a better family person. Uh, the family sees the change and they start saying what's going on. Um, people around them within the facility see the change and say what's going on. The administrative. So they get in less trouble. Uh, within the facility, they start going to classes, they start going to uh, anything that's offered to improve them, they become better at the work that whatever work they may be doing in the facility. Um, they, In other words, they start taking advantage of the opportunities that's presented to them to, to become, uh, well, more productive when they get out. And so, when, when we see some of those things start happening and things uh, uh, and, and the family unit comes together, then their chances when they get out also improves. And we all know, again, it's because of Jesus Christ in their life. And, and while some of them don't immediately accept Christ, it's just like any of us, but they're on a journey. They're starting a, a walk. They're starting a relationship. Sometimes it takes a little longer. Sometimes, you know, you have like, people fight that a little while. I want to believe, but I doubt or whatever. Some, it brings them back to Christ. Maybe they grew up in the church and they strayed away. But but really what we see is those individuals um, just growing and expanding and becoming part of a community there. And then they're stronger in their community when they get out. Yeah, and that's that's important. It's very important that they have those community connections afterwards. 
God did not make us to be alone in our world. And so uh, the, the relationships and community and having uh, love and support, you know, it's the whole basis of the church itself is that we're a community working together to, to support one another through the good and the bad, through the, the, the hardships and, and helping one another grow. And so it's that same principle that works from the scripture, works in our lives today. And so we're trying to build that community. Um, and of course, then connect everyone with the church uh, as, as they, they uh, both inside the facility and outside. So, Yeah, and it's good that you, you mentioned church because uh, I think as a, a Christian community, we oftentimes we can um, be off-putting to some people because sometimes we get to that position where we think, uh, well, you know, you, you you murdered someone. We don't want anything to do with you, or or some of that. Rather than accepting that that they've changed and accepting them for who they are, leaving judging to God. How, as a Christian community, can we support KPMI and these prisoners and their families better than what we do? Right. Well, from a, from a Cairo standpoint, it would be uh, getting involved. Uh, there's so many different ways to get involved with a, with a ministry, um, whether it's volunteering to go in or we've got support groups. And of course, there's financial need because we fund ourselves and and we have ways to get the uh, the youth groups involved and, and the children's ministries involved. Well, of course, they're not going in and touching. We, we do um, what we call agape. Uh, materials where they can make posters and they can do little placemats and things. And so there's all kinds of ways. And then we're also known as a cookie ministry because we take homemade cookies into the facilities if they will allow us. So a lot of times we'll engage churches and people. So there's tons of ways to get involved. And um, we're basically people can be missionaries right in their backyard because there's prisons everywhere around the U.S., the, um, as far as support, um, I think the churches welcoming people and understanding that we all need second chances. We all have an opportunity to be redeemed. I mean, we were all broken sinners and still are, but it's through the redemption of Jesus Christ that we change and that we become um, a stronger, better individual each day as we walk with him. And so that's not any different for anyone that's in prison and anyone that hasn't been in prison, quite frankly. Um, and so to understand that people change and, and not to condemn people for a past behavior, but to accept that when people are striving to change um, and to welcome them and give them a part in the, in the church and, and to support them as a family. Um, I think that's very important, and, and, and some churches do that very well. And so uh, if a church is, is out there and they don't know how to do it, there's plenty of other churches that they can ask that are extremely well at welcoming um, those that's been impacted by incarceration into their fold and helping them grow in Jesus Christ. Yeah, and I think uh, having greeting programs uh is important for churches in terms of that like our church has greeters and that's just you make people feel welcome when they come in and uh, whether no matter what who they are what they look like have someone greet them and just be like you know walk up to somebody even if you're even if you're not a greeter and be like you know uh glad to have you here today uh what's your name like that kind of thing like just 
reach out to them uh, as well. I love food programs um, and uh, COVID kind of kiboshed a lot of those programs uh, in our own church, uh, Meals on Wheels. We used to take our turn on that and COVID kind of put a stop to a lot of that. But I think programs like that are important as well to just reach out to to people of various backgrounds uh, and families that are struggling. Uh, yeah. So so um i think that's that's a part of what you guys do with your with your cookies and all that kind of stuff because i've heard i've heard a little bit about your guys cookies already uh <laughs> in, in that program so yeah it is uh it is interesting how food can bring people together <laughs> basics of life right in order to touch people spiritually you have to have the basic needs satisfied so uh and one of them is food so uh yeah, it's 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 an interesting thing, but yeah, we we love to keep our uh, churches and volunteers involved in in uh, um, so many different ways to be involved. We have about thirty thousand volunteers operating at any one time on a direct basis, and I can't even imagine how many other people are involved that's helping cook food and bake cookies and make posters. And like I said, we have Sunday school classes involved and different things. And it's just a, it's a great teaching opportunity to share about God's love and his love for everyone, regardless of our background, or maybe we are paying for um, a wrong that we did in society as, as uh, those are in, that are incarcerated, but, but still, God's love can break through all of that. And it's it's just such great teaching moments for, for uh, everyone that can be involved. Yeah, and uh, I had had on as well a former police officer who ended up falling into a, a life of addiction. And he ended up in prison. And he was changed by a prison ministry. And just now he's all on fire for the Lord and getting the word out for the Lord and about working with with prisoners and and that and it's just it is incredible to see how god works in anybody's life and and uh, it's not up to us to limit what god can do because that's not possible it's if if god wants it to happen it's going to happen and uh, we're called to be be those tools and disciples to be used to to make that change so i love to see what what KPMI is doing. I just, I love it. It's, it's a great, great program. Where can people find KPMI online if they were to, to want to support you or to, to look up some more information about KPMI? Yeah, we have, our website is www.kairosprisonministry.org and Kairos is spelled K-A-I-R-O-S. And uh, if you just go look there and then uh, if there's a specific state you're interested in, uh, it's all listed on there. So you can even drill down, but uh, um, you can just reach out to us and uh, we'll, we'll get you connected into the um, local community and uh, the state um, or country for that matter that, that you're operating in. And uh, we would welcome uh, any Christian and any church to uh, reach out to us and, and to get involved because we have um, we have more prisons and opportunities to do ministry than we have people to do it. So God is opening doors. We just need the workers to help us walk through those doors. So we would welcome people reaching out to us and uh, saying we'd like to help and get involved and we'll get you connected. Yeah, and we'll put a link to to your website in the in the description as well for people to find there. 
uh, I can really encourage you to go out and, and check out uh, some of the work that they've been doing, um, as well testimonies of some of the people who've been through it. Um, looking back, how can you see God at work throughout the whole history of KPMI and really bringing KPMI to where they're at now? Well, you know, I, in talking to some of the the founders' family that that had this dream of of just taking a a program into one one prison and having that opportunity and and actually seeing it work, and then another prison ask, and then another prison ask, and then there's other prisons in a state that heard about it and started asking, and and I mean that can only be God because that wasn't even the person's trying to make it expand. It's just God putting something on on a group of people's heart and then being obedient and walking through the door. And now to see that, you know, we are international and we're in over 500 uh, locations around the world with 30,000 volunteers that started with from one, you know, and a handful of people and has grown to that. I think all, all you can you can say is um, trusting God and taking those steps when he's saying, step out and do this for us. I think Kairos is a really good example of a group of people being obedient and then for 46 years continuing to carry that legacy through um, of, of, of the concept of a program and where we surround it with a group of volunteers and they keep coming back and they keep coming back to build that community and to truly demonstrate that we care enough to come back and to be there with you on a regular basis. Um, I just see that as is it was the vision that God planted into our founders and 46 years later, we're still doing that same vision of continually uh, loving on these men, women and youth and their families because of him. And I just think it's uh, obedience. I think it's obedience to their Lord. So we're just, we're blessed with that. Yeah. And uh, uh, God just, he does. He takes, he takes situations that people might view as being terrible or, or a real hardship and he turns them into good. And uh, we see that through so many of the lives that, that are being reached through KPMI. Uh, whether it's it is the families or it is the people in prison, uh, God's using these situations to reach out to them and and use it for for good and for the betterment of society rather than than the negative that people associate with prisons and and that and the terrible shame that people put on the families of these people. Um, and I always say it's not up to us to judge. Uh, we'll we leave that to God, and uh, God is a a God of love, uh, repentance, uh, and of forgiveness. And Jesus Christ is that story. And that's the story you share with so many people and use to reach people. So uh, thank you for the work that, that you guys are doing. Uh, and uh, any way that we can help support that, uh, just, just let us know. Um, what is one piece of advice you'd have for the families of people who are incarcerated? I think to the families, I would say a couple of things. Uh, um, one is 
join our Congress Outside program. Come get involved and, and get uh, that support and help and community that you need uh, as uh, women of the incarcerated, whether it's a mother, grandmother, daughter, uh, wife, it doesn't, uh, you know, whatever whatever your relationship is, uh, sister. Um, so come and come join us for one thing. But my advice is um, don't give up on on those that's incarcerated. Um, so many of them, they they made mistakes, and and there's a lot of hurt in in uh, the family units, and we hear it all the time and see that. Um, uh, but through the love of Christ, uh, you can break through that. And and um, there's an opportunity for uh, unification of the family. There's an opportunity for um, uh, rebuilding and, and having a relationship with, uh, with the children and with the spouses and with the parents and, you know, and, and with the siblings and, 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 and with the community. And we just see it over and over again. Um, so, so don't give up, uh, reach out to them, give them some support. We're not talking about financial and all that. We're talking about loving support, um, a caring support. Maybe they support that they haven't even deserved based on their behavior and your, in the relationship of, um, of, uh, building that. But, uh, we know that those connections are important and, uh, we know that uh, um, having dealt with so many families over the years, that, uh, that that unification can be a beautiful thing and a healing thing of forgiveness of self and of one another because of the love of Jesus. And that's what we try to help you get to. Yeah, and uh, people often forget about the families uh, and the effect that, that it has on them. Uh, and and sadly, there are uh, the low income areas are the areas that get hit uh, the hardest by by uh, crime uh, and, and the attraction into into that uh, into that lifestyle. So in Canada here, I know we have a lot of um, native communities where that ends up hitting, and so there's a, a higher crime rate in a lot of those areas. But um, it isn't it isn't just one nationality there's there's white communities too where where they are poorer and they end up getting into that life of drugs and crime and and people need to realize it can hit anyone uh it doesn't matter your background um it can hit you and it it can impact you so we need to we need to be supporting those families and uh, continuing to reach out to these people who are incarcerated uh, and their families so that we can help show them the love of Christ and uh, show them uh, there is a path to, to change and that path is through Jesus Christ. So thank you again for what, you've, what you're doing. Uh, thank you for coming on and sharing with us. I, I really, really appreciate that. Uh, I look forward to hearing from some of the people who've gone through the program in the next couple of days here. Well, thank you for having me, Tony, and I really appreciate what you're doing and helping us uh, get the word out about Kairos. So thank you for this. Thank you for listening to Cool Explorations. We've just been listening to CEO Evelyn Lemley of Kairos Prison Ministry International. She's been explaining her own testimony as well as uh, what KPMI does and how God has been using it uh, to make a difference in people's lives. If you'd like to contact me for any reason, you can do so at tpeters745 at gmail.com.
Well, I have just been uh, blessed with so many people who are requesting to be on the show, and I'm impressed with how many people want to share their testimonies or what they're doing uh, for the Lord right now. Uh, if I haven't got back to you, I promise I will get back to you. Uh, I look forward to, to speaking with each of you and interviewing you. And uh, keep tuning into the show. There, there's lots of, of new people that are coming on here, and if you're considering wanting to to come on the show uh just shoot me an email at tpeters745 at gmail.com and uh, i will get back to you